And we are live. Welcome back to Aussie Taking Over the NBA. It is a Friday night. Got another show for you. It's coming up on the playoffs. They're coming. They're coming, man. Come and think it fast, man. I think it went down the, the last under 10 games for most teams mm. now, actually. So, mate, uh, they're coming. I think 15th of May is the last day of regular season. Yeah. And then we have these plans and then... Um, then, uh, yeah, I'm ready for the playoffs, playoffs man. I'm re- oh, yeah, the plans. Yeah, we will talk about the plans tonight. Um, we're also going to talk about Jonah Bolden, Thon Maker, uh, and then the potential of Josh Giddy doing doing well in the NBL down under. Um, he's, he's projecting quite well. There's been a lot of buzz for his draft prospects in the upcoming draft at the end of this season. Uh, then we'll do just some, some wraparound of the teams. But as always, you can like and subscribe. We're live at the moment on YouTube. Uh, put these up on SoundCloud in audio form. Come through on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. So subscribe to Aussies Taking Over the NBA for all your Aussie NBA news. Now, the first things first, what's your vibe on these planes? It's kind of a bit stupid. Yeah. Bit <laughs> Says the Philly fan that's just sitting comfortably atop yeah. the league, just like, yeah, come on, get on with it. Yeah, but it's just like it's an, it's another round for these teams. And, you know, I think Luka Doncic said it best. You play 72 games and what to play a couple more and then, you know, in a, mm. in a kind of a knockout format. If you come in the top eight, you come in the top eight. That's how it's always been. I understand for the bubble last season it was kind of a necessity because it was such a stop-start season that there was some teams on the cusp and, you know, it was a little bit different. But I think this 72-game season, it's not really needed. No, I'm – it's it's hard – because the NBA needs something. Like, it needs something. You know what I mean? Whether it's um to try and kind of eliminate tanking, like the tanking yeah. aspect. Like, that's that's one part of it. The buzz has kind of um, sparked up a little bit over the last couple of weeks of, you know, how great is this for tanking? You know, play, teams aren't tanking at the moment. And I'm like, yeah, but why don't you just, like, reverse the seeds and make the lottery the um the 9 through 15 so coming last is bad you know that, to me that's yeah. a more sensible approach to that obviously it, it comes with different ramifications but yeah the, this playing thing i wasn't hyped for it at all and just just cosmically what it is i'm just like nah i don't like that you know you can finish 7 and 8 and then it's like you have to go into a tournament and it's just like haha you finished 8 and now you're out you you idiots it's, it's not like that it's just like now you're playing three more games potentially more than the team that you're going to play which is in first place Mm. And then you're just going to get bounced out anyway. So what is what is the benefit of coming eight? There's no benefit, right? Mm. There's no. You might as well kind of hit that seventh, eighth, and hit that ninth and tenth place. You know, potentially take a higher pick in the lottery as well, and then try and you know play off through there. There's 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 reasons to tank games at, towards the end of the season to to hit specific seeds. Maybe you don't match up well against you know the seventh place team, but you match up well against the eighth place team. So I mean, I think there's there's more room for potential tampering in that respect. Um, and resting of talent. I mean, this has been the lowest NBA-rated season in history, mm. um, and I think there's been a, you know a few reasons why LeBron, the Lakers, being poo-poo for about 20 games, um, a lot of players being injured because of the hecticness of the schedule. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I was I was thinking about that the other day actually, like just the amount of injuries because these games are just getting jammed in. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's you know teams are having to use depth, but they're not really using depth, and it's kind of like yeah, well you've got 20 players on the roster, but Number 15 is playing 70 seconds of garbage time a night. Um, so, I mean, it's given more players a little bit more opportunity. But, you know, then we've had some pretty horrific injuries this season as well. You know, Jamal injury out for the, out for the mm. year. And um, then I, I was, I was like, when I looked at the, the game logs, 
he played something like six games in nine or ten nights or something. Yeah. It was something crazy where, you know, and that injury wasn't necessarily, you know, one of those, oh, no, he's, he's, as he was running, his quad just gave way type of thing. Like, it was like he made a play, his knee went at an awkward angle and, you know, pushed off on it and that was that caused the injury. Like, That's so so it's not like, like, oh, muscle tear. Like, it's not like a breakdown injury. It was more like a plant and you've caused yourself an injury. So I don't necessarily think it was because of that. But at the same time, I, I reckon there would be the the injuries would be up on like leg, oh, like yeah, um, muscle injuries and stuff like that. You've got to think as well as that. Even there's just more wear and tear and stress each night and less time to recover. So maybe you know you do land wrong, but your muscles aren't working properly to stabilize your your knee, and therefore it goes the other way and it's all over. Mm. Um, so yeah, this the playoffs, the play-ins. I you know maybe it's just a bit of a revenue grab for certain markets. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I hate that it be like it was good in the bubble. I hate that it became a real thing. I just, you know, I, I'm going to sit back and enjoy it and I'm going to watch it. And, but I'm still not sitting here going, you know, that's a great thing for basketball. I'm glad this is here. I'm still like just a little bit like, ugh, like I, I feel bad for the seven and eight, the, the whichever of the seven and eight, like it's either Portland or Memphis, maybe, or uh, Miami Spurs, or Charlotte. Think, yeah, but we'll go down. But Spurs are, but Spurs are in that. Um, so if you want to see Patty in the post, he's probably mm. going to be playing in the plane. Mm. And to see one of those teams just, you know, embarrassingly get trundled out in the in the playing tournament, and everyone's going to laugh at him. Just like, oh, you finished seven and you didn't make the playoffs. Like first team ever. <laughs> like I hate the concept of that happening. Yeah, um, but just looking, so we got uh, Miami and Charlotte. Uh, at the moment in Indiana and Washington. Washington just out of nowhere, just rattled uh, off like I think uh, like eight, eight, eight and nine or something. I think, I, think that, I mean, this team had a lot of injuries to start the season. I think it's a bit interesting playing with Westbrook. Um, they haven't really got a lot of depth past Bill Westbrook and Hachimura. Hmm. Uh, so had I think a, had a sweet poster on AD, your man, Rui. Yeah, Rui, Rui indeed. Um, so it's taken a while for this team to gel, but I think they're the, probably the, the highest momentum team in that bottom bottom half of the league i think that they, they could potentially rattle off another seven to eight games in this 10 game stretch and and maybe sneak even out of the um the planes so they're they're they're, they're the form team to, to watch or the dark horse to, mm. to kind of take it into the postseason will they beat like a philly or brooklyn probably not nah. but um it's it'll be interesting to see it, um, it'll garner some hype though like you can feel oh, yeah. they're just westbrook's gonna bark you know he's gonna bark and you know he, he might they might cause an upset and then you know realistically it'll just be like oh yeah four one thanks and yeah, everyone yeah. go oh yeah yeah that's westbrook yeah you know. not a top rated team but mm. you know it's been an interesting stretch for them and they've been doing yeah. well in westbrook's i think i think he's had 13 triple doubles in the month of april Something yeah ridiculous. and and real ones too Let, let's be honest those ones yeah, from man. a couple of years ago were absolutely the fakest of fake yeah. triple doubles um these ones are like he's carrying the team and i i'm yeah. I, you know i'm not the biggest westbrook fan i think as a basketball player you know he's he's a he's an excellent player but i've never been a fan of the whole like you bark a lot and you haven't really done anything type of type of player um and I, i'm looking at this this little run and going fair play you know he, you know he's, he's playing well the jump shot's working well and i think it kind of it says to his level when everything just gets out of his way and he can just shoot the ball and there's no consequences. You know, it's not like Houston was like the spotlight's on him because everyone's getting out of the way and it's like, how great is this? Because everyone, and it's just like, no, no, just just let the guy ball. Like we don't need to like, you know, exacerbate and highlight all the great things a team's doing just to get out of the way of Westbrook. Like I think he's got the perfect platform there to just ball. 
Like I'm just yeah. balling. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It doesn't even need to be, you know, the highlight. He can sit back on plays and stuff like that. And then Rui, yeah, he's playing quite well as well. So it's it's been good to watch. It is. Um, the Pacers, they are ugh, just just looking at these other teams around. Like we've got Chicago and then Toronto. Chicago feels like pretenders. There's no way they're gonna make it. No. Um, Toronto is probably a little bit too far back. Yeah, too far back and. That team's just been terribly built. Mm. It's the fallout. I mean, it's a pretty similar team, uh, minus Ibaka and Gasol, but just shows you how informed that team was to, to make it to the finals that season and mm. how realistically that form was just a bit fluky. Yeah, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say fluky. It's just lightning in a bottle, you know, all the good things come together at once. Ibaka has just been out for the Clippers too. I think he's been out for like 20 games or something like that. Yeah, that's why they signed DeMarcus Cousins to yeah. the rest of the season. Sure thing. I think he, he was playing on 10 days and putting up some numbers too. Yeah. And, um, he's he's yeah. the only, only 10-day contract player in history to get double-teamed consistently. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm like a third-string center, yet I get double-teamed every play. Yeah, he's a, he's a big unit. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it, you know Miami, Charlotte, Washington, Indiana in those plans on the on the eastern side to play you know a Philly or a Brooklyn, and then over to the west, you know Portland, Memphis, San Antonio. I think Port, um, the Pelicans. I think I made the prediction on the last episode that the Pelicans are going to come home strong, and it's going to be you know, and they've kind of just died as well. And it's like, ugh. yeah, I I. They're a terribly coached team. Yeah, there's so much. Stan Van Gundy is just absolutely trash. So that that's that's kind of. He's why. been getting panned by everyone, man. Everything yeah. I listen to, they're all just like Stan Van Gundy's terrible, terrible coach. And you've got some real talent on that team as well. Ingram, um, Zion. I mean, you know, even Lonzo Ball to some extent. But mm. yeah, man, that team's just poorly coached, poorly executed, and I don't. I don't know if they'll make the plans, and if they do, I don't see them really, really going that far. They've got a pretty hard um, end of, end of the stretch games as well. They've got mm-hmm. a couple of big games coming up, um, which could easily end in losses for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's um, currently Portland, Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State. You would think Memphis and Portland are pretty much locked in. Um, Portland's to- been on a bad losing streak, though. They could. Um, they've still got four wins on that Warriors spot. Okay. So it's or four losses rather. Warriors are down four losses, but I think Portland's got enough of a, a nucleus there, like that, to not fall out. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that team is a better team. Like a, there's been a lot of um, talk about you know the Warriors and how how much Curry is having to like put that team on his back. But if you look at this Portland team, like Lillard and Curry, you would you would think a sort of similar similar sort of. Um, in similar positions, carry, not necessarily carrying the team, um, but I think that that Portland team's a better all-round team. Yeah, it's a, it's it's got a, a better depth of yeah. defensive players. I mean, Golden State's had a good defensive run and some some big wins, but they also did have a very very poor start to the season mm. and some very very underskilled players for the amount of salary cap they have. Mm. Even though I'd, I'd, it's going to be weird, even when Clay comes back, I don't see how that team goes top mm. four even with clay back yeah maybe not top four i think they're, they're a comfortable playoff team at, at the very least at the at the floor level they're a comfortable playoff team with clay back if he's any kind of it's the defense man everyone kind of just forgets that all right if you don't have that off guard who's you know a lock-up defender 
then that Warriors team is just like a bunch of G League dudes, basically. And like one <laughs> Toscano Anderson who's just, just running on pure, like, I'm so happy to be here, man. Like, this is, I'm just so happy I've got a contract and I'm playing NBA night to night. And they're throwing him in those clay situations where it's like, just just get on a defender just get like just get on an attacker like get on the get on um play on guards even like he's, he's having to defend guards and stuff and he's doing really well and that was crazy when he went into the um the monitors the other night and had like 30 stitches in the back of his head so like, what a nut huh <laughs> that's commitment man steve kill would have been fucking praising him behind the shed yeah and then two two days or three days later he's just back and he's like what the hell are you doing you lunatic man it's like run through brick walls man run through brick walls it's just like you're a nut um, but yeah, hopefully the Spurs. We'll, we'll, I think we'll definitely get to see the Spurs in this play-in, barring some sort of crazy losing streak. That is a yeah. That's another team we just like. They've got a, a lot of underrated talent, but the talent hasn't come to fruition yet. And I, yeah, you know it's a few years away. Yeah, it's a few years away, and it's just I look at this draft class, and outside of Lamelo Ball and Edwards, it's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I think. Halliburton's been pretty good for the Kings. It's so hard. Like, it's there's been a few players that should be good, and they went to teams that were kind of disappointing. And then yeah. you kind of get this sense of like, if those players went to crap teams, they'd just go on crap teams, put up some numbers, like Edwards type scenario where. Yeah. I look at Edwards and see like the rawness, but you don't necessarily go, you know, wow, this guy's going to be great um like in a couple of years like i can see like kind of like lamello as well lamello's kind of just over the crest of that wave where you're just like wow this guy once he you know really physically kind of fills out in his mid-20s he's going to be you know a, a good player in this league because he's such a stick man i was watching some highlights of him the other day he's so light and he gets got pushed around a little bit at the start of the season and then sort of you know fought his way back and i think he's got the skills and the attitude as well as you know throwing some flashy plays here and there like even like he's got that confidence to do that um whereas edwards is just like a pure just a pure attacking player like his um his kind of pedigree is garnered by i just attack you know and i'm in the perfect spot here in this terrible minnesota team to attack it's funny because they're just this minnesota team just strung all these wins together even though it's way way too yeah well that's, that's not the worst team man like especially with towns and um russell like both of those two guys are in situations where you know, if nobody's looking at them, like they'll, they'll rattle off some wins and everyone will go, oh, oh yeah, oh, they're actually a good team. And then like everyone focuses on them and they start losing it and everyone's like, oh yeah, I knew they'd lose. And you know, everyone will walk away, guys, they're terrible. And then I'll string some wins together. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, and D'Angelo, like that's not a bad team and Anthony Edwards. And um, Nas Reed just quietly, like almost injuring dudes, just flailing around everywhere today. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, every time he just, he's a massive dude, man. He's absolutely massive. And he just flails around so much. Um, but that team a couple of years ago with Jimmy Butler, you know, they made the... Didn't they make the playoffs when they were seven, yeah. eighth seed? Uh, seventh or eighth seed, yeah. And then just got bounced that, out. That was the Butler factor, though. Yeah. Butler will take you to the playoffs. That's, mm. that's just that's just him, man. He's just... He's a freaky player. Because I'm just going back. What season was that? That was not last year, the year before. It was... It was first season on the pod. It was 2017-18, Tibbs. There you go, eh? New York yeah. Knicks, Tibbs. And then, yeah, just bounced out by the Houston Rockets. And then Carl, I think Carl Anthony Towns, like, you know, for what he's been through, I think he, like, the the, the he's earned, not necessarily, um, like, pity. Not, pity's not the right word, but he's earned it just, like, 
that dude's a human. Let's let's not just go, why isn't this guy good yet? You know, he's got all the skills. Why isn't he good? Why isn't he good? Everyone, why isn't he good? Why isn't he good? Like the entire narrative around him over the last couple of years was just like, he's not fulfilling potential. And you're just like, calm down, man. Like, it, it's also like, had some bad coaches. Yeah, and Terra, like, in pretty bad teams. Like, you know, and oh, it's obvious he's not, I'm just going to put the guy, like, it's not, he, he doesn't have the skill set to, I'm going to put this team on my back and just, you know, take them to some sort of, like, relevancy. You know, he's definitely not that guy. So, and then, you know, the roster upheaval, coach upheaval, like the Jimmy Butler factor. But, it, I, you know, it's quite, quite a little, you know, a couple Two of years. Seasons. Yeah, Two a couple seasons, of seasons. If they, if they draft well next year, because they'll have a pick. Let's, uh, yeah, let's move away from that now to Jonah Bolden. Retiring from the... From Retirement? Retiring from Is that confirmed? Yeah, there was an article that came out last week as I follow on Insta. And it was it was kind of, you know, Jonah Bolden uh, accustomed, uh, you know, or getting accustomed to life after basketball. And I was like, all right, so I'll read the article. <laughs> and it's pretty much just how him is just like, he's just some crypto like uh dude now he set up a, a, a an investment firm in 2015 when he kind of just before he entered the league on crypto hmm. so this dude was kind of you know hit the crypto way pretty early um and i think he does a lot of um market investments for for sports players who want to get into crypto so he's kind of set his business and yeah he's he's not really getting into basketball at all so um I think after he got waived by philly and he kind of got thrown out of the australian team that was that was the end i think he fell out of love and Mm. It hasn't made a lot of basketball stuff on there at all. It's a real shame, man, because he had a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Could, yeah, could shoot the definitely, ball. Definitely NBA level, just mm. not really. A little, little Nick Kyrgios vibes? Without the tantrums? Yeah, without the tantrums, I think. But maybe a little bit, a little bit just fell out of love with the game and found a better way. If it Fair wasn't enough. for the money and he, he you know, wasn't getting what he wanted then i suppose now he's in he's a businessman and you know getting more out of it mm, bold ventures, i see here mm, preparing to launch their first digital asset fund with a laser focus on financial literacy literacy open access education and economic inclusion according to the sources uh sources familiar with the team mm, interesting very interesting yeah so what a shame i would have loved to have seen him come down to sydney kings man play for the kings yeah, that, that would have been great been, would have been perfect been any 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 NBL that would have been mad. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Um, so yeah, this, is that it? You reckon we'll never see him again? Never to be seen again? Maybe if crypto, you know, tanks and you need some cash, you might you might see him in a <laughs> crypto. He might tank. Those uh those uh video highlights might uh eclipse Bitcoin. That's that's yeah, they're terrible. NFTs, man. NFTs. Absolutely terrible. Um, so talking about Bolden's, remember he like, he signed a seven million dollar deal, right? That was a guaranteed deal, seven million over three years, two, three years, maybe? Yes. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty big investment in him for him to just like, oh no, I'm out, crypto. It was a big investment in him, but I think after he got waved out after that ten day from the Phoenix Suns, it was kinda of like, Yeah, that's you know, that's it. Maybe he wasn't willing to go back to Europe, wanted to stay in the States and this is the only way kind of thing. Hmm. So, yeah, man, I think uh, the NBA dream has, has passed him by. Mm. Speaking of uh, NBA dreams, what about Thon Maker? Thon, on the other hand, seems to be, you know, just getting yacked and, and, and training b-ball, but hmm. uh, no 10-day contracts, no rest of the season contracts. And, um, you know, I don't think any of the finals teams have open roster spots. So I don't know what the uh, what the case is, man. We, hmm. Will we see, will he, you know, get into the European League, maybe move to... 
a big European powerhouse or come down under. I, mm. I don't know. You know, that's uh, yet to be seen. It's a shame, Probably man, because sh- it, it popped up on my timeline again that um that crazy game he had against Boston. Yeah, you know, epic. And it's just like some of those highlight reels, if you could just stay that consistent, then, you know, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, there's also been some worryingly bad moments there's been some worryingly bad like he got dunked all over by Giannis and stuff like that like things that just make you go oh jeez man but I think if he if he was to kind of work on some of the fundamentals of his game you know he definitely has the uh, the length and I think a base to add power to like he was never he was was always quite um, stringy uh, for a for a forward if he could add some power to that base, get on that Giannis work workhorse diet, get on that um, Giannis fitness diet, I, I think he could be, have a real sort of bounce back because he he always had the um, the block timing, could shoot the ball quite well. You know, I think he needs to like if he if he wanted to kind of come back in any kind of way, he needs to add a shot like off the dribble or some sort of you know go to scoring move to to break into a team. Like I don't think he's gonna make a team by just being oh so you just grab boards and you know just general around the rim protection it's like that's not going to make a team this like i feel like that's you know absolute minimum and you're going to be lucky if a team picks you up just on that line yeah i think yeah it's just it just seems like the the bench role of the of the five is less of the the kind of the slink out to the corner shooter that seems to be if if you're a good starting center that's what you do but you look at all these bench centers around the league and they're just kind of like block block specialist you know paint block specialist they don't really do anything too dramatic they don't really add a lot of value to the team um so you know maybe maybe you get to start next year see what this next draft class is like in terms of centers because this draft class has been pretty bad in terms of centers yeah it's yeah wiseman i think wiseman's got some potential but he's got potential he's like only 19 barely played any basketball and like to go to the war <laughs> to go to the Warriors, man, it was just like, yeah, probably the wrong team for him. Mm. Like he kind of should have gone to the Timberwolves. Yeah. You know, even if Cat was there, he could have played second fiddle to Cat, come off the bench, no no eyes on him. But in the Warriors, like everyone's just expecting, like this guy has to put up twenty a night. You know, shoot the ball and block shots and just be awesome. And you're just like, he's clearly not awesome. Like let's like, like that. When when was the last time Warriors had a center they haven't played around? Mm, true. It's not a basketball system set up for a center. Mm. And I think it's it's less about his base level and his ability and more about can you come into this team and be a unique player? And then, like, as a young guy, you're probably sitting there going, can't I just ball, man? Like, I just want to ball. So, no, 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 no. You got to do these things. You got to do that. You got to have IQ here. When this is happening, you got to, and you just be going, like, geez, like, I just want to get the ball and ball, man. Like, I'm a 19 year old coming off a few games in college and the COVID, COVID outbreak season. Um, that, and he just kept getting reft off the floor as well, which was, yeah. was hard to take um, for, for a rookie. You know, in that situation where, the, where he's playing for the Warriors, you know, that's going to happen. You know, in a team like that, that's going to happen. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know, man. Thon and the the most unlucky sort of timing to that too. Like, if all of this kind of went down earlier, sort of earlier, maybe in this season, like the NBA season, he might have been able to just go out the side door to the NBL type scenario. 
Yeah. A um, little bit like Ding Adele. Like Ding Adele was in that right spot where he kind of side door to the Hawks and everyone, oh, like Ding Adele's gone to the Hawks. Like, you know. And Brian Gorgian literally did nothing with him. Just lit, lit him, lit him up and he's out it's of just, there. Yeah. That it was just, that was a weird kind of thing. It's just like, I'll just revolve this whole team around 20 foot floaters from Tyler Harvey and Justin <laughs> and Jessup. But you just like, Ding Adele, you sit in that corner. It was just, it was. Mm. It was the what you call it all over again. It was the Cavs all over again. Mm. These poor guys just gone from team to team. They just told him to stand in the corner and eat shit. Um, you know, and I've I've, I've seen Dengadel play for the Raptors nine oh five. Man, mm. he's a good player. Yeah. When when you give him a set role in a team, and he just hasn't had that in any professional team yet. So you know, I know he's left the Hawks. Um, man, I hope we pick him up in Sydney. That would be yeah, a great that'd be pickup. that'd be nice. He has he definitely has left the Hawks. There was a lot of rumors. Yeah, yeah it's, no, no, it's definitely left. The definitely Hawks, officials. Yeah. Officials, yes, official. They have parted ways. Very interesting. Very interesting. I don't know. Like when when that happens, I'm always like, mm, don't know about that, man. Don't know about that. Yeah, but I, I also think in his case, right, he's also another player that's like, yeah, I slash a lot, and uh, you know, do you do anything else? Yeah, I play a bit of defense. Like it's almost like those two things are now you know an nba gm or executive or somebody looking to put together a roster goes what's your third thing and then a player like dangadel goes oh i don't know i stand in the corner a bit it's like nah nah, out like you know what i mean like whereas two three maybe four years ago it was like ooh, slasher and can do another thing sweet you're in you're you're on this roster but now it feels like these these players need to be really multi multi multi-dimensional um just to get a look in It just seems like unless you're dishing dimes, you're an elite defender. You really just have to shoot the three ball at above forty percent. If you you know you have to come out for six minutes a night, have one or two attempts, and hit one of them. That's mm. that's your goal. That's it's and and play a little bit of defense. Mm. There doesn't seem to be any kind of room in the NBA rosters for like a guy that comes off the bench and gets the cup a couple of times. Hmm. It's like, no, no, you don't do that. You just stand in the corner. If the ball comes to you, you shoot it and you hit it once out of two times and you get off the floor. Hmm. And it just, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just bizarre, man. It really is bizarre really watching obvious. this NBA at the moment. It's really obvious when, when teams get injured, when star players get injured and these guys have to pay 20 minutes a night, they have no idea how to score hmm. because their job isn't to score. Their job is to stand hmm. in the corner and wait for a ball and, you know, that's their six minutes an hour. So when they've got to take up 20, 12 minutes, you know, you're going to have to mix it up. Teams will know that that's exactly what you've got to do. It's, it's easier to, to hide in a rotation if you're in there for five or six minutes a night. Hmm. If you're playing 12 to 15 minutes and you can't do anything else but that, it's going to be a long, long evening for you. And I've seen that from a lot of players. And then you... The inside you, you, game you, in the NBL from guards is completely gone. Say, say that again? The inside game from, like, you know, 3D kind of... Um, wing plays has gone they don't have inside games anymore. Mm. it's all like all spread perimeter yeah yeah like it, it's really accentuated now i think too because of how good Jokic is as well like you you look at a player like Jokic, he's got so many moves and then you go like oh he's not explosive and you, you know what i mean like it doesn't look look right for the nba You're just like how how is a player like that like complete pudding and like not explosive yet has all the moves, all the passing, all the inside game, could shoot the ball. like, And it kind of accentuates the, the amount of wing players that are just like, well, I'll just do one thing and stand in the corner. <laughs> because that's kind of how the game is now. And then you look at some of these you know, superfluous players that come in, like a, a, really, good, um, a really good example is Gafford on that um, Washington team. And there's just like a crazy amount of hype. It's like, oh! 
oh my god and everyone like everyone's eyes suddenly go like like and look at that and like you get hyped for about six seconds and it's like oh the hype machine's over let's move on to someone else and everyone goes looking for someone else like it's and then it's almost i feel like that that's seeping into teams the way they play it's just like I'm, I'm searching through my lineups to find just one guy to throw in who'll give us this like, oh, he had a like a, a Facebook highlights run for about six games, and then on to the next guy. Like, who, who's the other guy I could do that with? Like, stuff like that's kind of happening as well. It's a little bit, it's a bit yeah. weird. There's no real defined roles anymore. It's just mm. wait, wait, wait for your ball, and then you shoot it. And if you don't shoot above thirty-eight percent, you're out. Mm. And it's interesting. You look at that what um, what the Spurs did. Um, to go to go back to that Spurs team, you know, in the, the early, um, like from early 2010 onward, kind of changed the way basketball was played. Like it was all about movement, about passing, um, extra man, cutting, you know, and then it's kind of evolved a little bit with the Warriors as well. Like, I mean, it's gone to a, another level in that sense. It's like added shooting and added movement and stuff like that. And now it's kind of, it feels like to me, it's going back to, um, Oh, let's let's hybridize it even more, and it's just like get out of the way in threes. Like, how great's that? It's like oh, I look at it and just go, nah, it's not it's not great, yeah, man. No, it's not it's not it's not for me. It's and it kind of teaches players, like it teaches teams to be like, you know, if you could just jack up some threes and then you know play some D, like then we'll win. And then I feel like you know in five years we're going to be talking about how that era is over, and that era spawned something weird again. Like it's not gonna not gonna go in a but like I don't feel like this is gonna go in a basketball sense. <clears throat> You know, yeah. it's going to go in like a, a weird direction like Houston where everyone was just like, how mad is like, you know, spreading the floor and, you know, not having centers. And then I was like, I don't think so. Like, uh, you know, you still got to have centers. Like, what the hell? And then, you know, it's it's these weird hybridized things that I'm, I'm curious to see over the next few years how these things are going to play out, especially with, you know, the Warriors dynasty passing and the, the levels that they were kind of playing team basketball. Yeah. Because Philly, Philly's not like that at all either. Like, Philly's got like this in out Embiid, like it's it's all 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 sorts, man. It's great. Yeah, it's it's, it's better to watch. Mm. Um, Brooklyn's a little bit like that. There's a little bit more, you know, intrinsic scoring with Kyrie doing some pretty crazy things. Yeah, and some other guys getting involved. But man, you kind of look at at um, you look at even kind of Miami. Miami's very much just like in and out kind of. He's Duncan Robinson mm. hooking up shots. He's Tyler Hero hooking up shots. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a weird, weird nightly occasion. You don't know what kind of you're gonna get on on each game. Mm. But and then just quietly, bam, out of bio, just being like, yeah, I got the bag. It's all good. You're gonna play yeah. hard? Nah, nah. Maybe, maybe once every three or four games. It's just like, damn, man, it's, that's it's, crazy. It's, it'd be interesting to see what this Miami does in the postseason. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I'm to break them off, but you know, they're, they're they are a chance. Mm. Well, they're they're gonna make. They're definitely gonna make the playoffs and. I felt like this year would be for them. Like I, I still felt like they overachieved, and that's not even a, that's not a slide on them. Like I'm not saying well, I'm not trying to degrade what they actually achieved, but I still thought I was just like mm, this is a bit punching above your weight here. Like you know, I never felt like it's kind of a little bit like the Bucks as well. It's the same as like you know, you you guys aren't really like elite, elite. And no, we are, we are. And it's like okay, we'll do it, prove it in a series, and you lost. It's like well. You know, you can say you are, but until you do it, type of thing. But then again, Miami did make it all the way to the finals, and that was, you know, that's an achievement in itself. With Jimmy going down injured, did he, yeah, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah, Remember? Yeah. yeah. He just broke down. His body just just doing too much. Yeah, just broken back from lifting that team on his back. 
Um, Josh Giddy, let's talk quickly about the uh, the upcoming draft at the end of this season. Josh Giddy, man, they're talking lottery, potential lottery. Yeah, he's ranked 14th, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I think he's kind of a little bit Lamelo clone in the way that he's he started his career. I mean, he's not a great shooter, but L- Lamelo wasn't a great shooter either. Um, but what he does have is a six foot eight floor visibility, can pass the ball, and has notched up a triple double in in the NBL, which is much, much harder than the NBA. So, and that's on a team that's pretty poor and a team that's had a lot of injuries. Uh, and the quality you're going to have in the NBA surrounding you is going to be 10 times better. So that's mm. going to be interesting to see what he does from a facilitation perspective in this in this, in this this draft and what team he kind of goes to. But, you know, if he falls to 14, then that's kind of mid-lottery. It'd, it'd be interesting to see if like a Chicago Bulls or, you know, something like that, pick him up as a, as a facilitation expert with kind of Vooch and, and Levine. I think that would actually be a really good uh, a good match for him. Something like that where you've got a couple of shooters around, but you've got some guys that can put the ball on the floor. Um, at six foot eight, you know, he's, he's going to be able to, you know, guard, guard mm. one through three as well. Mm. Get a little bit more of an NBA body. Um, but, you know, he's probably our best prospect since Ben Simmons. Yeah, for uh, sure. I don't think he has the height of Ben. Like the, he's. I don't think he's going to hit the heights that Ben Simmons no, is going to no. hit. I mean, if you, we'll, we'll talk about Philly after this. Um, but if you if you compare him to Simmons, like, you, did you ever see that defensive aspect of Simmons? No, no. Um, ben Simmons was a good defender mm. when he first came in the league. He had flashes of you know brilliance, but. He has become the premier defender. I mean, there's no, there's very few people in the league, mm. probably three that can go through one through five, um, and he's one of them. The other thing is that um, just his athleticism, probably Josh Giddey doesn't have as well. But yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah. That that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be you know terrible in the league. Look at Jokic, you know, six six eleven seven foot passing specialist big. So um, pudding, you know, six, pardon, pudding, pudding. Remember that. <laughs> He's so good to watch, but man. Anyway, yeah, sorry, you were saying. It's just freaky. Um, so yeah, this this would be an interesting draft to see what he can bring to to the NBA, and if he if he gets much game time next year. Yeah, well, the athletic part is definitely. I, I think he has a, a ceiling that doesn't really go past, you know, the floor of what Simmons is as a defender. But at the same time, I think he has the potential to be a better facilitator. I mean. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like Simmons has already hit the heights. I think you know he's he's definitely one of the better playmakers in the league. You know he's got a really good team, a nice blend of players in Harrison and Embiid, a good big man who's got a, a good um a good chemistry with. I, I I'd like to see Giddy be a playmaker first. Like you know Simmons has done the defensive thing, and you're like, wow, that's great defense. But I'd like to see Giddy come into the league, and then everyone just be like, wow, what a playmaker, six eight. Um, I think he's got a more powerful frame too than Lamelo Ball, yes. um, so it'll be very interesting to see how he goes in an NBA environment. I don't see him, you know, becoming some sort of staunch beast in the way that Simmons. Like Simmons is almost like LeBron got like LeBron's body. Yeah, you know, LeBron's body and, and taller and mm. faster. Yeah, he's, I definitely think he's faster than the prime LeBron. Mm. Uh, probably not as powerful a mm. bit faster you know yeah. when he's in open court you're not gonna catch him yeah i know and then i think again another year where all the lead up is going to be 
and just have MBL plastered all over it too. Again, like we saw Lamelo have the MBL plastered all over him. Um, who, who, do we have someone the year before? Why am I? Oh no, RJ Hampton. Sorry, it was RJ Hampton. Um, yeah, just that that aspect too. Again, man, I'm like, great, just plaster. And even it's Adelaide, like you know, just just plaster that all over. Like you, you played for Adelaide, you know. Oh, he was down in the NBL because you still kind of hear the odd like analysts being like, oh, you know, played in some bum league, and you're like, just dude call it the NBL. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you calling it a bum league? Like, and I just love like every time they, they play LaBello highlights and he's in a Hawks jersey. I'm always just like, great. Like perfect. He's exactly what I want to see because more exposure on the NBL means the potential of more young guys coming down to be next stars. Like we've just seen Diddy sign with the Pelicans. We've seen JT play a season with the Kings and sign and and getting like huge plaudits too like for a guy who was one of our be- one of the best players in the nbl the season that he played getting huge props and everything falls back again onto the kings and you're going yes more promo like this is exactly what i want to see because over the next few years like um, we were talking about how the g league's getting some reform um to kind of start swap maybe swallowing up some of those next stars that come down so what, what i think is is the the G League will swallow up a lot of that, but I think what will happen is we will get the kind of 20 to 50 draft and stash players in the NBL. Mm. I think that's where where we'll sit. I don't think we'll see those 18-year-olds that are coming for their first professional season, but I think what we'll see is, you know, drafted 32, 27, mm. 40 coming down for a season yeah. between the NBL to develop their skills and potentially go back. That's where, where we'll probably be as a league, mm. which is still good, man. We still picked up, you know, Justinian Jessup been a pretty amazing talent this year yeah, and you got sure. drafted like 58th um you know uh, have they always gone on to to have great careers no not necessarily but they're still of a high caliber and a high quality watch which is which is fun and mm. it's good for our league as well because it pushes pushes our league uh, in around the world and um it, it means that we've got an avenue here to, to kind of watch you know elite basketball which yeah know, it almost years, it almost feels like it's the premier destination i think the lifestyle i mean it, it Mate, we have no COVID. Well, mm. what else do you want in the world? There's no. You COVID. just can't really get in the country. <laughs> you just can't really get in the country. Or but we'll, we'll people, have to wait and see over the next couple of a couple of seasons. Yeah, well, if you got a job, I mean, they have to come down and do their quarantine. That's fine. Mm. Jamal Martin came here. That's that's a good. You know, if you're working down here, they're happy to bring you for special permits. I think sports is one of them. Mm. That's fine. But um, yeah, you just can't. You know, have a fly and fly out. But hey, you you have to live free as a bee while yeah. you're here. Um, so the Bleacher Report mock draft currently has Giddy at 16, um, potentially to the Grizzlies. That's just completely not void. <laughs> Why would you even send him there? Yeah, um, yeah this Grizzlies team. John Morant. Yeah, John Morant. Yeah, but, yeah it's all right. Uh, look, yeah, uh, it's, it's hard too because, you know, we've just seen Exum kind of, you know, injuries ruin his career. And that's, yeah. you know, y- you're not ready to go. That's a bust you're kind of more in the like injuries have stolen the chance of at a career for him. Um, and then, you know, and there's some other ones like, you know, Dan and some other guys like that. I like the, you know, go there for a few years and then, you know, from there be, you know, 22, 23, get your experience. And if you're good enough, you keep going. If you're not, then you can go somewhere else. Yeah. Like I kind of like that more as a, um, as a development path. Not just like you're super hyped and you you know you got a chance at a guaranteed deal or a G League deal and then 
you know, it's just like the curtains closed and it's like, well, I couldn't get a deal. So I have to go somewhere else type of thing. Like I prefer like the Dante Exum type path of like, you get your time at a team as a rookie, you know, you don't necessarily come into a high profile type of environment. And as a player, as a high profile pick, you just play for a few years and then you develop. Like, I think Giddy's more on that path than, you know, oh, he's superstardom type thing, you know? Yeah, probably not that high, but, you know, top player for our league. Yeah. It's definitely putting a strain basketball in the right direction. Yep. Uh, so let's move now to some teams. Start with 76ers. Yeah, mate. Uh, ben Simmons. Defensive duo, Simmons yeah. and Tybal. Top 10 steals each. <laughs> Tybal looks like a Simmons clone, man. It's like Ben Simmons and then he's his paddle one. It's crazy. <laughs> like his defense is just out of this world, man. Highest, highest guard block in the league playing 20 minutes a night. He's so long. The amount of blocks he gets is absurd. Um, so yeah, blocks per game. He's first among all guards. And then, yeah, they're in the playoffs. So they've clinched that berth. Uh, is Joel, M- Joel Embiid MVP? Yeah, it's no, hard, man. No, Jokic is, man. You've got to look at MVP as also a guy that's played the majority of games. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is that there's probably another uh, other players out there. Chris Paul, you know, nah. you don't like him, but is he the most valuable player? He nah. took a tanking OKC to the playoffs. Mm. He's taken the Phoenix Suns to the first playoff in 10 seasons. Mm. He took the Houston Rockets to the playoff. He took the Clippers to the Like, I mean, this guy's done it over and over and over again. That's a valuable player. Hmm. Joel and B, yes, they go to the playoffs every season. Yes, the East is a bit easier. Has he played enough games? Probably not. He's got to do it in the postseason, man. They've got to Embiid. get to the, they've got to get to the, the championship game. That's all it is. They don't get there. He's not the MVP, and that's why I don't like the MVP being a regular season thing. Hmm. I mean, okay, if you're not the Finals MVP, then you're not the Finals MVP. But I, I like the fact that maybe they award this after the Eastern Conference Finals. After the Conference Finals, they award MVP because I think that's when maybe some of these players will have time to shine. Whereas with, with what it is now, then it's it's kind of not what it is. I like just scoring, like attribute awards, scoring leader, assist leader, rebounds leader, like giving individual awards like that. The MVP still to me feels like, you know, it's, it's a gray area, you know, because... No matter who you pick, a bunch of people are going to get upset. You know, there's no no definition and clear definition of who was the best. Because if if um, Jokic gets picked, you're like, nah, that's bullshit. Should have been Embiid. And if Embiid gets picked, nah, Jokic was robbed. You know, if Curry somehow makes it, like a whole bunch of people go, yes, and everyone goes, that's bullshit. His team sucks. Like, no way. You know, you know what I mean. Like, there's there should be to me, there's some, some clear. There should be some clear definitions. As to who is a like a winner of an award, not like a bunch of people vote on it and then every, like heaps of people get upset because of whoever whoever gets the award. Like, you know, a scoring award would be great, uh, or like yeah. a total points award maybe. Yeah, but um, then you give it to Bradley Bill, who's done nothing because he's on a bum yeah, team. Well, so I think that's even he gets a little little fanfare, a little confetti gets thrown his way. Good on you. Yeah. Um, and but it's, again, same thing, I guess. Yeah, there you go. It's the same thing. It's like that's bullshit. No, fuck that guy. Like, you know what I mean? I think it just it should go off total win share. You know, it should be like a, a accumulated system. So total well, win share. Currently, Nikola Jokic, thirteen point seven win shares, win shares per forty eight point two nine seven. Yeah, that's probably probably the the right choice then. I still like Embiid, but 
Yeah, I know. So do I. I'm, in, I'm an Embiid fan, but he just doesn't play enough games. Oh, it sucks. It sucks that that is what it... I hate that. I just hate that, man. I don't like it. Like, I don't like this. Like, he got a bit injured. You know what I mean? I'm like, he's clearly better. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. Any Anyone else for a shout? Giannis this year? No? No. Highest in free throw attempts? No. Nah, I think... Yeah. And your Chris Paul argument has merit. I, uh, it's the same as Jimmy Butt argument. Just you quietly, there's an absolute bumper game tomorrow, that Utah Suns game tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be good. It's going to be yeah. a good game. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Is, is this a good segue to, to go on to Joe Ingles and his potential Steph Curry MVP breaking record? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Highest true scoring percentage season on record, 47.8% three-point percentage this year. That is fucking nuts. Yeah, it's insane. True shooting shooting percentage, 0.702. Far out. Effective field goal percentage, 0.683. That's fucking nuts. It's bonkers for anyone. I mean, is he the MVP? Should he be the MVP? He's the MVP. It's funny because he's just kind of like shooting threes and that's about it. And doing a little playmaking here and there. I mean, but is, is is he valuable? He's, you know, is he is he the MVP of the Utah Jazz? Mm. And probably Donovan Mitchell, but you know that that is a pretty phenomenal record to break with you know not being low numbers as well. He's not you know playing volume teams, type guy. Yeah, points. He's a volume guy. Like he's shooting ten threes a night. He's making five of them. He's facilitating. He's got a couple of steals. The Jazz are winning. What what else do you want? Just looking uh, points per game. 12.2 points per game but his career eight eight point seven points a game scorer so that's a gr- that's a great leap for him really and getting the recognition too everyone's sort of um giving him the praise just looking at some of his recent games uh five of ten against the kings um then a little bit cold three of nine three of seven and then six of twelve against the lakers five of eight against the lakers again six of ten against houston i think this team he had oh he broke he had his career high 34 there you go. As a new career high. Does he does he get most improved player? Yeah, does, possibly. That's a good shout. Does he get sixth man of the year. He's come off the bench for most of the season. Mm. Like you know, sixth man of the year is not a bad shout either. Who who could you? Who is most improved though? Randall. Yeah, Julius Randall probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just yeah, massive, massive yeah. improvements in the season. He's he is leading league leader in minutes per game though. Yeah, well, that is if you if you're winning, you got to do what you got to do. Mm, true. Um, yeah. So Joe Ingles, are they the real deal? How deep can they go? I think they can. I think they can take the Lakers. I think they can. I, I, look, I didn't know if they were the real deal this season. I think they could be the real deal, but you know, I think the first round playoffs is going to tell us, mm. you know, what what's going to happen in that respect. I I like the f- the format and the formula that they have you know what i mean it's it's not a team where you're looking at it and just going well there's a chink in this armor somewhere here i'm i'm gonna look for it like i still think it's like it's a solid platform for that team like whether or not it's good enough and has the pedigree and has you know the longevity to make the finals or and even win everything i still like the base that they're on like it, it's all vortex pick and roll you know it, they've got a good off the bench guy you know they've got some good shooters playing well you know the the donovan mitchell injury puts a little bit of a spanner into the works at the moment you know he'll come back prior, just prior to the finals i think and then it'll be you know a team that 
has like has some balance. It's not just oh my god, they have a great player and you know he he's great. Oh, he got injured and now you know they get bounced out in the first round. Oh, what a shame type of thing. Yeah, and that's that's really what it's about. It's about how does this team push beyond the first round? Can they do it? Can they manage injuries in the last few games? Do they just not play players. You know what I mean? Like they've already hit their hit their heights. Well, why do why do we need to worry about injuries? So. Mm interesting to see what they do uh, you know down this stretch and in who they play in the first round which won't be won't be known until these plans uh let's quickly move to our favorite team the mavericks had an absolutely just nod blasting win over the warriors which is the 28-0 run that kind of feels that's kind of a, a good segue into what i'm talking about like where they have these crazy games where are just like, oh my God, like, wow, like Luka Doncic had a mad game. Then you can just watch him for three games straight and just be like, what's all yeah. the hype about? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and then yeah. he has a mad game and you're just like, oh, get blown off your seat again. And that's this this Mavericks team. Like, there was the whole, um, you know, Cuban coming out and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they go at each other a little bit, him and Porzingis. Like, yeah, they yeah. don't really like each other. And I was just like, whoa, man, shit. All right. Um... But they're, they're looking at their roster, man. It's still like, I look at it and just go, man, it's like the dregs of the, like it's, no, nah, it's not the dregs. It's like, like it's, it's, it's like a flea market, basketball. man. It's like flea, it's market, flea market bargains. Players. Yeah. It's <laughs> really like that. It's weird seeing like Willie Cauley Stein play for them. And even Richardson almost feels like flea market style player. But yeah, it's it's hard. Well, and just, then, just great Phoenix minutes, man. That's the important yeah. thing, isn't it? And uh, having some good defensive stops, playing well defensively. That's the kind of play they need. They need him to play 12. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. having his career high at 42 as well um, last game. Yeah, so. and he's another guy where it's like, yeah, it's 42. And then, you know, for the next three weeks, he's going to have average like six points a game. That's it. I mean, they need that 3D wing, st- stable wing defensive player that can take on, you know, tougher scoring because tougher scoring players because Luca doesn't play any defense. Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't play any defense. Richardson is is a good defensive player, but not playing, you know, always on 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 the, the bigger players. Hmm. So what do you do in that respect? I think Josh Green's a good option to, to come off the bench, play a bit of bit of three and D. Um, you know, he's starting his minutes starting to pick up, he's starting to become an important part of the rotation and and look out, he he, he will be there come playoffs and finals time. Hmm. Just looking at his uh he had 16 minutes against the Kings. He had 10 minutes against the Warriors in that blowout. Um, he hit a three in that game. It was pretty sweet. Uh, and then he had 10, 15 minutes against Detroit, two of two. Um, it's still... Eh. They're not going to dial up offense. He's there for he's there as a defensive guard. Yeah, it's just a body, basically. Play some defense, harass some dudes, you know, pick up the Tails Rook type, type scenario. Pretty much. But... What about in the Aussie Boomers team? You know, he may he may get more looks. He's mm. going to have better facilitation. Is he in uh, the squad? I don't. I, I think I so. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I think, I think he, he is. is. Yeah. yeah, I think he is. But you know, there's been nothing really mentioned about that. So well, as soon as we get some news, we'll Tokyo, Brass, Tokyo, Tokyo. Yeah. So um, let's move to the Spurs. Currently sitting ninth. We did a little bit of spiel on the Spurs when we were talking about those planes, um, mm. but Patty, just in general. Have a good season. Yeah, have man. A, you know, great season. A um, little bit injured, a little bit time off, but um, is is expected with the wear and tear. 
he's going to be important come these play-ins if they're to you know secure a spot and get bounced out in the first round because really that's where it'll be. I mean, I just don't think that they have the talent, the you know anymore. I don't think they have great you know great big men, um, and and that's you know really going to struggle in that respect. And I don't think they have really good defensive guards either. Um, but you know, that's the that's the, the the hand that they're dealt at the moment with mm. um, with the way it's drafted. You know, pops probably got a couple of seasons up his sleeve in order to kind of mold this team to something well they're definitely in a rebuilding reshaping phase i just think that um yeah he's he's too proud to enter full tank mode which is kind of what they needed they needed some better picks mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe he was lucky to get parker and and Ginobili deep deep first and second round picks yeah um they need they need a high pick and they need to develop a high pick and um the rosen has shown that yeah he's a good player but he's not good enough to carry a team um, so I'd hope, want to hope that they get some market value for him, um, maybe with a sign and trade. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason, how they actually make this team better. But um, yeah, I, I'm prepared for them to be bounced out in the first round. Yeah, and I think that's expectations, really. Like I'm, I'm not sitting here going, you know, I'm expecting them to. You know, there's an upset on the cards. You know, if if they do upset a team, you know, okay, fair enough. You go, yeah, fair enough. But it's. It's not quite Spurs. Like it's, it, it looks Spurs on the on the surface. It's Spurs. You know, it's all shiny, and then you look under the hood, and you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not the Spurs under there. Um, and I think the hot start they had was more an in- indicator of how good they might be in a few years. Like yeah. with this pop system, these guys sort of keep at it. Um, you know, they they keep working towards this Spurs system with the guys they've got. Add in add in a few players here and there. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge isn't there anymore. Sadly, he had to retire too. That was a bit of a bit of a shame for him um, with that heart condition. But yeah, I think you know they're on a decent trajectory. They can't you know take that bouncing out in the first round to heart, you know. And over the next couple of years, they might grow if, if Pop stays around. Uh, uh, any anything else? Patty is a legend. We've got in our notes here. Uh, Cavs. Kevin loves hilarious slapping the ball. That was hilarious, man. <laughs> such a tool he's like I don't, man, I don't know what i was thinking it's just like you're pissed off because you're on a shit team shut yeah up. exactly why did shut, you sign that up. deal man why did he uh, sign that deal cash. he's won his championship yeah. it's just cash just, it's, he's, he's there to get paid it's sad man because he's he was he, a good player yeah he was he's old mm. and it's 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 an al Horford situation but he's he's on a shit team that is happy to have him for the time being mm. you know he's really going to get he's not going to get any team for less than vetman like no one's going to pick that contract up so nah. It'll be a wave last season. Maybe he gets picked up by a contender as a bit of six minutes off the bench in a in a, in a title run. But that seems to be the, the the way of the future. But yeah, man, that's um, it's good to see Delhi back. But yeah, we'll leave yeah. the Cavs. With the Cavs. Um, is he? Did he get injured again? I don't think so. No, he's been inactive the last two games. So he came back ten assists against the Pels. Like he's just a dime lord, man. Absolute dime, dime lord. Um, I think it's great to see him back. Anyway, I don't, I don't really care if he's good or bad. I'm just like, I'm so happy he's back on the court, especially with those um, neck and concussion type injuries he was having. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, good. Like, you made it back. Like, I don't even care if you're good or bad. Just, you know, it's good to see him back in Australian basketball because I, th- I still think he has three or four years left as an Aussie. Whether it's he, he, he like has some moments for the Boomers, whether he has moments in the NBA, which maybe that's not going to happen now. Whether he comes back to the NBL and has some moments, like I still think he's, there's there's a, some life left in his career. Yeah, so it's good to fun. see him getting back on the court. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, Bainsey's bye bye. 
yeah, well, there's no more to say to that. I think that's just, you know, Nick Nurse has said no more and that that wasn't a good fit for either of them. So expect for him to be moved in the offseason. That was a weird signing, man. The more I see this, the more I'm like, that was a weird 15 signing. 15 million two years. It's just like Baines was like, snap. Yeah. Like, psh, I'll take that. Um, and he, yeah, I even said at the start of the season, I was like, oh, that's a bad deal, man. Like, you know, you know what? Yeah, you're going to get did. out of Bainesy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 look, to play devil's advocate on that comment, I didn't expect like not making the rotation. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not what I expected. I more expected, um, you know, he'd play out the season and then it would be obvious that, you know, he's slowing down a little bit. Like, like not, we didn't even see whether he's slowing down a little bit type of thing because he yeah. didn't really get minutes. Like, he's averaging, what is he averaging? 5.8 points a game on how many minutes? Uh, why are you not there? Let me go back. Uh, averaging 18 minutes a game. So, he averaged 22 last year for Phoenix and then 18 this year. But I don't think that's a real represent- representation of really what he's given them this season, which has been just like inserted into weird lineups like oh what are we doing with this guy i didn't expect that like i kind of expected him to play out a whole season and it to not be great yeah not well, to like not get a go that's weird this is also this toronto team so it's, yeah, it is what sucks. you expect uh and then the last one is obviously exum is he back yep no who knows not this season anyway Nah, i wonder if they're kind of go on go slow mode with him too yeah i mean there's no point rushing him back this year maybe get him fit and ready for next year. But um, I suppose we'll hear some more rumblings towards the end of the year and potentially Aussie squad for Tokyo. Mm, I'd, I'd like to see him make that squad. I don't know, like on basketball pedigree over the last year. No, um, he's still in a walking boot, no timetable. Updated in March. So maybe it's time for another update. Indeed. Basketball uh, reference. But yeah, that Houston team, terrible. But Jay Sean Tate. Bag of cats. How um how hilarious has it been? How many um like people that can't say Jay Sean Tate's name, <laughs> Jason Tate, Jason Tate, Jason Tate. Oh, what a bucket by Jason Tate! You're like, oh my god, like how many times we're we gonna brick this guy's name, man? Just every, Jay, it's every. Jay Sean. Oh, how you doing, Jason? Jason? You're like, oh my gosh, like gee whiz, and then and then you know, or maybe I'm bricking it. I don't know, but. There's still, I've still heard like five different versions of his name. It's Jay Sean. It's so good to watch though, man. Yes. He'll just get dunked all over and just be like, whatever. I'll, I'll, still, I'll still junk you. I did next play, whatever. Mm. Just love it. Um, all right, let's leave it there. That was another good episode. Um, we've got, you know, 10, 10 games now until the finals. We're going to ramp up our... Um, uh, it's playoffs rather, not finals. We're going to ramp up our coverage, I think. Yeah, I think definitely. as like I'm ready now. I'm just like okay, let's get to the playoffs, man. Let's just this get to it, these man. It's been it's been a long post post uh, All Star break, and now it's it's time. It's I think time like I think we're gonna skirt the play-ins. Like like the the hype train is gonna go on, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, you have your hype train. Like that that's fine. It's happening. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm I'm still just kind of like just waiting for all that to get out of the way, and then the finals to drop. Like the playoffs to drop. I'm like bang into the playoffs. All right, let's do it. You know, all these games are going to come thick and fast. Um, There's some big ones. Like, I think this year is going to be a real, like, bumper postseason. I'm looking forward to it. Because there's some good teams in there, man. Like the the Hawks at the fifth seed. 
<laughs> and then New York Knicks, the number four seed. Yeah, how bad the, the how bad the Knicks Hawks yeah. series gonna be? Yeah. Jesus. At the four five. But man, Knicks make this, you know, could make the second round. Wow. Um, all right. As always, you can like and subscribe uh, on Aussies Taking Over the NBA. We are live right now on YouTube. We will put these up on audio format on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcast, uh, Podcast Addict, rather, and Spotify. So hit up Aussies Taking Over the NBA if you want to listen to us. And yeah, as always, we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.